This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. I'm Ben Flanagan. It's easy to find hope if you try, even in the darkest times, especially in the darkest times, you know, when there's uncertainty and doubt. I think that's when the human spirit really tends to shine the most. You know, what always gives me hope is the people that rally around, you know, those in need. And that was no different, you know, with COVID. Infection rates and the death rates have just plummeted since those vaccines got rolled out to nursing homes, which is, you know, a great sign. It gives me hope that that we are finally getting on the on the other side of this. We've hit the one year mark of the COVID-19 pandemic reaching Alabama. The state has had more than 500,000 cases and more than 10,000 deaths. And as of this week, more than 1 million COVID vaccines have been administered. Now that we're a year into this, I wanted to reflect on the pandemic through the eyes of my colleagues at AL.com, some of the best journalists in the world who have dedicated a calendar year to getting vital information about the virus and our response to the public. For 365 days, I've seen firsthand the relentless dedication to telling the story of the pandemic from every possible angle from our reporters and editors. And like everyone else in the world, They've made tremendous sacrifices to document this crisis, some of them even contracting the virus themselves. I want you to hear from them, many of whom you've already heard on this show since last April. I spoke to 13 journalists who covered COVID for the last year, whether it's data, healthcare, education, crime, sports, opinion, photography, or human interest. Their work runs the gamut, and now they can reflect on their greatest challenges, the stories they'll remember forever, and how they've changed since last spring. This is called Covering COVID. Episode 2, What Gave Us Hope. While they were faced with telling difficult stories about death and struggle, the reporters also found tremendous humanity and inspiring through lines that gave them hope about the direction the pandemic was headed in Alabama. My name is Dennis Pillion. I'm the natural resources reporter for Alabama Media Group and AL.com. You know, this this whole the past year has been a really trying time for a lot of people, you know, whether they've gotten the virus themselves or they've had to, you know, to really curtail and, and cut back on parts of our everyday lives. Parts, you know, there are things that make us who we are that we haven't been able to do for like a year we've we've all been having to sacrifice in some way and, and do without certain things because of this this deadly virus that's coming in and you know it's killed more than 10,000 Alabamians but it's affected all of us so i mean there there are glimmers of hope though everywhere you know you see how fast how quickly we've been able to make progress on these vaccines you know you see people pulling together and and reaching together to to try and make life more normal, to, you know, try and, you know, do things through Zoom where we can't meet in person, and, you know, reaching out and making connections. And, you know, hopefully in some ways, once we all get past this, this tremendous adversity that we've been facing, then, you know, the hope is that there's a silver lining, that, that we're going to in some ways at least be better for all of this, all these things that we've had to endure and, and maybe just be more appreciative of all the things we had going out and, and 
being able to play basketball with your friends down at the church gym. You know, maybe that's that's something that you might take for granted before that hopefully you'll uh, will all of us just appreciate that a little bit more and it'll be uh, you know maybe that much sweeter when we can all get back to doing the things we love to do. My name is Carol Robinson and I'm the public safety reporter for AL.com. Well, you know, it's it's the same thing, whether it's violence or natural disaster or COVID. You know, what always gives me hope is the people that rally around, you know, those in need. And that was no different, you know, with COVID. We saw so many people who weren't expecting, say, a death or a lengthy hospital stay of their loved one. And, and you saw their friends and their families rally around them and and help with financial support or burial support you know so that that's always been the case on my beat is is looking for the bright spot when it's hard to believe there would be one but like you said the humanity that we see and and we've seen so much of that during covid you know we've seen we've seen so many people come together to help other people whether it be you know, making masks or providing meals or, you know, starting GoFundMes to help with the burial expenses. Humanity, I mean, in Alabama and I suspect elsewhere, but Alabama's always been great. The residents about stepping up to the plate and helping people in need. And that's been no different with COVID. I'm J.D. Crow. I'm editorial cartoonist for Alabama Media Group and AL.com. I guess seeing people rally around each other. Now, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of mask shaming and a lot of, a lot of these different issues that have that have really divided so many of us. As if we didn't have enough to divide us in an election year. It just seems like this added to the the divisions in us, and it just opened the wounds even further. But on either side there is still that hope. I mean, I think what happened here in Fairhope in particular, we were we were really divided here. I mean, I'm surrounded by people who don't believe the same way I do. And then they, they get to see what I feel and see and, and the way I feel about uh, politics and about COVID and reaction to it every day. And so I know there's a little there's a lot of division. But we had we had a couple of hurricanes that come through. And when a hurricane comes through, uh, all the political divisions fall to the wayside and people just start helping each other. So I thought my my biggest inspiration was what happened when neighbors started helping neighbors and everybody was pulling for each other after the hurricanes. So uh, we, we sometimes forget you know, we've had the election year, we've had the, uh, the pandemic, we've had the, the racial tension, and then we also had a hurricane. And the hurricane seemed to brought brought our community together. My name is Amy Yerkinen, and I'm a healthcare reporter at AL.com. And for much of the last year, I covered a lot of different aspects of COVID, um, in particular, really looking at nursing homes, and then a little later on in the pandemic, really covering sort of the hospital capacity issues. The nursing homes have been, you know, the the vaccines were, that was one of the first places that they were distributed. And I haven't really written about this, but but nationwide, I mean, that's really made a huge difference. There have been several studies that have come out lately that have shown that the infection rates 
and the death rates have just plummeted since those vaccines got rolled out to nursing homes, which is, you know, a great sign and I think is is really hopeful. Some families are, you know, beginning to work out ways to visit their loved ones. You know, these are people who haven't, you know, seen their families in person for a year at this point, um, which is a really long time, especially when someone is, you know, at the end of their life. But, you know, other ways that it was affirming is is talking to the families and really um, getting a sense of how hard they were working to maintain a connection with family members and really doing everything they could, whether it was setting up window visits or doing, you know, over Zoom or, you know, over sort of devices, people were able to do to do that to stay connected. And a lot of the staff members in these nursing homes, even though it was, I think, one of the most dangerous jobs that a person could have last year, you know, they they really stepped up to try to fill the gap and they they tried to make it possible for family members to have these calls and have these connections with their loved ones. And, you know, they really went above and beyond to try and to get through this. And I think that's, you know, that's a really positive story to take out of this. You know, these are healthcare workers that aren't necessarily always, I guess, sort of congratulated or praised in the same way that, you know, the, the hospital ICU staff is. Um, but, you know, the, the CNAs and the nurses who work in nursing homes have just kind of been heroes throughout all of this. My name's Ramsey Archibald. I'm a data reporter at AL.com. I mean, I think if you look at the way things are going right now, cases are down, which is obviously great news. Talking about milestones, we just crossed 1 million uh, vaccination doses given. So not 1 million people vaccinated, but doses uh, put in people's arms, which is, you know, a pretty big milestone to cross as well. I think you're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And as hard as this has been on everyone, I think a lot of people have shown great resiliency this year too, which is good to see. I'm Greg Garrison, and for the last year, I've been covering a lot of religion angles related to COVID and also a lot of testing and vaccination. Well, even in the dark stories, like the couple that died an hour apart from each other in adjacent hospital rooms, I focused on how they had friendships with people that uplifted those people uh, and the people who were friends with them were in tears talking about what great friends they were. So I try to focus on that, what it is about their lives that uplifted other people and encouraged other people. And that's why these people are so sad that they're gone, uh, that they've lost friends. But you can focus on all that they did in their lives, which really encouraged and inspired people. My name is Ivana Harinkiu. I have spent the last year doing a daily Facebook Live show called Lunch Break Live, where I have spoken with uh, a variety of different people, medical experts, and everyday people about their experience of living with coronavirus. Something that has given me hope through the past year of covering coronavirus is the willingness of people to help each other. That is something that sometimes as as journalists, we don't see 
the good side of. Oftentimes we see the really negative side of that, of people being horrible towards each other and uh, committing crimes and other things. But the really happy thing about this year is I have seen so many people across all uh, all walks of life and all races, all religions, and from every corner of the state and the country coming together, trying to help each other, whether that is trying to help people that you've never met get a vaccine because you don't have internet access or that person is not able to work the internet. Uh, so vaccine finders, that is so incredibly just optimistic. And then on the flip side of that, the optimism that a year later we have heard from some of our medical experts, especially our Alabama experts, that give us kind of that ray of hope of saying, look, Alabama could reach herd immunity by the summer and you can take those maybe vacations later on this year. You might you, you can hopefully have gathered Christmas and, and gatherings at Thanksgiving and have a more normal second half or end of the year. That is so hopeful. And I think that's a message we all need at this point, one year from COVID arriving in Alabama. My name is Sarah Weitz-Kodacek, and I have covered a lot of different stories related to COVID. I guess what has kept me motivated in my coverage is you know, wanting to be useful or, or feeling like it matters um, what we do and that it's a way to be useful. So I guess that's kind of basic, but I think it's kept this, this sort of sense of duty of like, oh, there's this crisis and, and here's a role I can play. I think that's kept me motivated and I guess you could call that hopeful. Joe Goodman. I spent the last year staring at a computer screen, growing a neck beard, uh, quarantined from the world, covering sports. <laughs> it's easy to find hope if you try, even in the darkest times, especially in the darkest times, uh, you know, when there's uncertainty and doubt. I think that's when uh, the human spirit really tends to shine the most. So. Just kind of looking for those things, believing in those things. My name is Lita Gore, and I have covered all aspects, but really the, the bulk of my time was spent on daily updates of, of our numbers increasing and, and what that meant. Well, I have to tell you, I teared up yesterday, <laughs> yesterday being, being Thursday when I wrote the the story about the mask order being lifted or eventually being lifted. And it, it wasn't that I was like, you know, all fired up for the mask order being lifted, but it just seemed like there was something, a deadline that was going to change. And whether you agree with it or disagree with it, it was a, it was a deadline. And so much of this has just been, you know, kicked down the can when, when we first started, you know, my child's school said we're going to be out for three weeks. And we're like, okay, whew, three weeks. I got to get through three weeks. I'm glad we didn't know that it would have been so long, a year, because, I, you know, mentally, I'm not sure how we would have adjusted to it. So I think the fact that um, that I see so many of my friends and, and family members getting vaccinated 
they're doing well. Um, so many people coming on the other side, even though I know people who have died from this from this virus. Um, it gives me hope that that we are finally getting on the on the other side of this. Next time on Covering COVID. The things that stand out for me are the people who survived it and who were willing to share their stories, the people who lost and were willing to share their grief, and the scientists, the people who dove deep into studying the virus. Thanks to my colleagues who took the time to reflect on the last year, as well as those from whom you didn't hear. Thank you for the amazing work that you continue to do to keep us informed on a crisis the scope of which none of us saw coming, and whose complexities we would never have fully understood without the tireless work that you put into it every day. If you or anyone you know is affected by coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on COVID-19 and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thanks for listening.